Hey everybody, welcome to the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast Spoiler Minisode for Creed 3. I'm John Burke, and with me from across the pond is Matt Hudson from whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. Matt, you ready to spoil Creed 3? The gloves are off, my friend. Yes, I am. So, folks, you've been warned. This is going to get into all of the plot points, all of the fights, all of the visual effects, in fact, I think are going to be discussed <laughs> in this mini-sode. So if you haven't seen Creed 3 and you don't want it spoiled, stop listening right now. Go to your nearest theater. Pay the 10 to $20, depending on where you live, to see the new <laughs> film. Um, it's shot for IMAX. So if you if it happens to actually be in an IMAX screen, good for you. I didn't get to see it on an IMAX screen. I kind of wish I had. Um, but... All the fights were shot for IMAX. Maybe it looks even better like that. Nevertheless, we're getting into it right now. You've been warned. Boom. Matt, it sounded like in our uh, episode of the non-spoiler review that mm-hmm. you had a lot you wanted to jump into this. I'm going to let you start. What, what do you got? What do you want to focus on? Um, yeah, a lot. Of, it was a lot of it for me. And the, the first thing I'll say is the way that the big fight came about now. Again, I'm assuming everyone's heard the non-spoiler. If not, we're getting straight into it. Dame Anderson, who spent 18 years in jail, has done a week, a couple of weeks training at the uh, Adonis Creed gym, Adonis Creed for Burke. Um, oh boy. Did a few, a few, a few uh, weeks training. And his plan is to take out the mandatory challenger for the heavyweight champion of the world I- I- in some kind of fantasy effort to get himself in that position. And somehow it works. Um, somehow it works in the, you've got Florian Montiano is back as, um, Victor Drago. I believe he's the, that he's due to fight, fight Felix Chavez, who's the world heavyweight champion or the champion. And at a party, he gets take, he gets jumped, um, and take, and his arm gets injured. Arms are important for boxing. He's out of the mm. fight. So we get the scene where the creeds around the table with Chavez and his mother, who's his manager. And they're kind of saying, well, what do we do? Who should we fight this person? No, we can't do that for this reason or another. Should we call it off? No. And then Creed and his manager, his manager knows what's going on, but Creed's like, I've got an idea. How about we do this? How about for the spectacle? We stick, we put you against Dame. You're going to win. Imagine how many seats we could fill, blah, blah, blah. I get it. In Rocky, Apollo Creed wanted to, for the sensationalism of it all, wanted to fight a local boxer to, to, increase his own worth one which he could spar with for a few rounds and then comfortably knock out to make himself look good because it was the apollo that was what apollo creed was all about it was image it was spectacle it was the drama or the theater of it all adonis isn't like that and the way that it just came about that dame was even eligible despite not being a registered boxer i thought Mm. was just a bit i've seen it in rocky and i bought it then because it felt a li- it, it, did a, it just felt different in that film. It felt more like an, e- well, here we go. It felt like an exhibition. Yeah, it was for the title, but that felt like an exhibition. Whereas this fight was, oh no, this is, this is on the days and network. It's all over the world. It's got a full stadium of guys never fought before for the world championship. Jonathan major sells it. Cause he's damn good in this film, but that's the first thing that really stood out to me in a, I say negative, but in a way which I thought was unsatisfying. I got over it very quickly, but when it was happening, I couldn't help, you know, trying not to roll my eyes. When, when that happened, did you did you notice, or was it just you just roll with the punches? Excuse me, I the puns. 
uh, just was like, well, they're rehashing Rocky. Like, that was the only thing I thought. I didn't get, like... It it becomes a bigger plot point because later it's revealed that like Major set up the injury. Like yes. you get this more dramatic criminal mastermind kind of vibe, and I got worried there because it <laughs> felt like they were going to lean in too much to him being like a supervillain. Yeah, I'm and they pull that calling. back a lot. Like, but for a minute, I also thought he was going to try to like move in on Tessa Thompson. Same. Um, and I'm glad they didn't like because he the way he was like, oh, but don't you miss it? Don't you miss? It? I'm like, dude, are you trying to like? like drive a wedge between them and they don't they don't lean on that and i think that's important um yeah no, especially because he's really he, he generally feels warm and affable towards their daughter which i think was really cool yes yes and um i'm glad they at the end of the movie and i, I don't want to jump ship from what you just said because i think everything you just said was valid and also really interesting um but the way this film ends because most of the rocky films if i remember correctly end right after the last fight they end in the Pretty ring much. rocky screaming here we get a full-on epilogue where we i think one of the most powerful things about this film of, of a franchise that is about masculinity and fighting for it right like you're in the yeah. ring here it ends in the locker room it doesn't totally end in the locker room it does actually end in the ring but we'll get to that in a second but mm-hmm. the last thing we see with jonathan majors is the two of them in the locker room apologizing and crying and seeing two big men who just fought sharing an emotional moment and being okay with it and, and growing as characters, yeah. right. Yep. Um, was huge. I just thought it was such a revelation to include that. Um, and it and didn't feel manipulative either. Not to me. Anyway. No, I, I think it's very earned and I think it's true. Cause if you've ever watched UFC, those fighters can be so cruel to each other leading up yeah. to a fight. But so often there's this respect at the end where there is a, a kindness. There's a forgiveness. Like all of those things we said were building up to this moment. But now that this moment is over, I respect you. And it's something I really have always liked about MMA. Not every fighter is that way, mind you. Some are awful. But others <laughs> yeah. have this sense that it is a martial art. And boxing I never really viewed in that same light. And I think Creed, maybe it's the anime influence. Or maybe it's Michael B. Jordan having a better sense of like, he doesn't have the toxic masculinity that so many action heroes have had in the past. Not, not even their own fault. I think we, you know, as a society, we really pushed that for a long time. Um, this movie, I thought that was so cathartic. I thought it was great. And then it does end in the ring, but it ends in the ring with his daughter and, yeah. and his wife and this love that I just, again, I really think uh, both Keenan Coogler Zach Balin, I'm not really sure what role they both had in the the writing, but also with Jordan directing, I think there's a sense that they love these characters, and the ending to me spoke volumes about that love. And maybe if we do ever get a Creed four, mm-hmm. I'd love it to be about the daughter in a boxing match. Like let her box. You know it, JB. What an interesting way to take the franchise and a natural way as well. And mm-hmm. of course the uh, the the daughter who's played by Myla Davis Kent so wonderfully well. She plays Amara. Of course she's deaf, she has hearing difficulties. Mm-hmm. So uh, of course a lot of boxing is is what you can hear around you and it's taken in this the atmosphere and of course not having that, how how would that play into the story? I think there's a really, really good story to tell there. Basically, and I really hope they do tell that story as well. Because how how do you freshen up a franchise which is now taking its greatest hits from the films that came before 
you do you do what they hopefully set up in this film. They set up a few times, to be fair, with um, Amaro taking a lot of interest in what her dad Adonis yep. does, and um, Bianca not so keen at the beginning for her daughter to be a fighter because she's obviously gets into fights at school. But she sees it's more about the bond. her reaction to fight, right? Like it's more like the, her objection isn't that fighting is bad, but it's more like that's not the necessary. recourse. Yeah, yeah the it's not the the doesn't always need to be the the reaction. And I yeah. think that's a lesson Creed is supposed, Adonis is supposed to learn here too, right? Like sometimes you need to to move past the fighting, and you need to be able to share your emotions and your feelings. Something he had been holding back. Um, yeah, I don't want to keep jumping around. Is there uh, anything else on this topic? Well, on on that topic, just one. Yeah, there's there's a line that was taken out of the trailer, which I'm so glad that they did. I'm so so glad because when I heard it in the trailer, I physically winced. And it's mm. it's Bianca saying to Adonis. Uh, in the, the scene is in the film, they they, they the lines mm-hmm. have changed. Mm-hmm. She says, talking about Dame, you know, well then, then maybe then maybe you need to fight him. And I thought, oh Jesus, like maybe the only answer to fight him. And I thought, oh my god, that is an awful line. And it would have been it would have flown in the face now of everything that she said in in the rest of this film. If she if she was like, yeah, maybe it's not the answer or necessary, blah blah. And then I need to be like, yeah, actually, yeah, go in there and you know, you know, take him down, kick his ass, and take him down. I'm so glad they changed it into something a lot more sympathetic. So, um, yeah, that was the, the, the way the big fight came about was, you know, it's so, so a bit iffy for me. It wasn't a huge fan, but the fight itself, John, what did you think about that? The big fight. So I love it. Um, I love the, the moment. I think it earns the, uh, the visual that we've alluded to where it, it's no longer, they're no longer in the real world. Like they're in like an anime world almost. Um, and it's just the two of them. And it. I also love he uses that to accelerate the match. Like, yes. like seven rounds go by in that, that yeah, sequence. About, it's about, I thought it was about nine rounds. Yeah, it's a lot of rounds. Yeah, and, which is great because how many of the Rocky movies you're like, okay, we get it. He takes a bunch just. of punches. He sits in the corner. Mickey yells at him. He goes back in. He throws a few more punches. Like, we get it. This was cool because it, it was visually stylistic. Uh, it, you get the anime influence, which you already got with some of the slow motion, like the sweat getting knocked off his back, and those cool. scenes I think are really cool. But here it's like, no, they're in a they're it's the visualization of I think the fighter's mind where you you isolate everything else except for your opponent. You are no longer in a, a arena full of people. You are focused and this personal battle. Yes. I, I thought it was really cool. I thought it looked better than some of the uh, the arena stuff, to be honest. So I, I like that sequence mm. a lot. Yeah, that sequence I thought was ballsy as hell. And for me, it worked. Yes. I love the music as well. It just felt but, overly epic, but it worked. Yeah. And like you like you just said, and we, we referenced, that was the scene. I'm like, oh, this is going to make it or break it. If you are a boxing movie traditionalist, you might hate this. Yeah. If you're a film person who likes boxing movies, this is the next is this what the genre does now? Do we start to elevate where we're no longer just representing what it is, but we're showing what it feels like. And that's what I thought Creed did here. And what Jordan did uh, with the, the visualization of it is that we're, we're seeing what it feels like to be a fighter, what your mind is like. And that's not always something um, I think sports movies don't always kind of Mm -hmm. go that deep or that uh, analytical with it. And that's one of the things I like. And you see that Jordan is an artist, not just, uh, a, you know, an athlete, which he, mm-hmm. I don't know if he is an athlete or not. He looks like an athlete. The dude damn well looks, isn't he? Yeah. I, I said this to one of my students, though, and I don't know how you feel. I'm not an expert in the, the sport, but they wouldn't be in the same weight class, right? Like they're not 
There's no way they weigh the same. Like Majors I mean, is gigantic. You'd think so. I mean, I know muscle weight, muscle mass, and weight, and all that can vary and can look deceiving. But Jonathan Majors is an absolute unit. <laughs> Jonathan yeah. Majors is absolute. I mean, the man. I look at the guy. I'm like, maybe I should get on that calorie count and exercise because this guy is absolutely shredded. He looks great. Adonis looks great as well. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, looks he great. has done for years, but I know what you mean. Though there is a noticeable. Different. I suppose it is no I, different to um, Dolph Lundgren, Ivan Drago versus Rocky and Rocky Four right. Club. Yeah, I also think Rocky, Rocky is like fighting out of his weight class a lot in the Rocky movies. <laughs> massively, <right? laughs> massively. But that's the that's the beauty of these films. They don't always rely on realism, like Fair. how I mentioned in the non-spoiler, where these guys get seven bells knocked out of them in every single round. Yes, they're taking yes. knockout punches and just uh, like I said, water of a duck's back. Um, yeah, that sequence, the 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 silent sequence, as I'd call it, I think it's brilliant. You, you mentioned Coo- uh, not Kugler, sorry, Ryan. Uh, I'll get the not Ryan Kugler. Michael B. Jordan gets the characters, and he does, and he he also gets what makes what you need to make a scene work. And like you said, he could have easily just had twelve rounds of them fighting, and yeah, great. There probably would been some cool flourishes, but how about we strip away all the audience, we pay everything away, and it's just and it's just these two characters now fighting themselves fighting their past fighting in the moment in their own heads almost in their own set in their own jail it, it pretty much as well literally mm-hmm. excellent it, it really really elevated that moment other than it being just a let's fight each other and let's let's look how tough we can be and some of the some of the, some of the techniques i love the bit where you sort of sweat coming off his back because that really yeah really amplified how hard this dude is um, i agree jonathan majors but some of the slow-mo for me felt a little bit egregious at times. It felt a bit too much. It, it felt like a directorial debut where there was just that kind of sometimes unnecessary flourishes where you didn't need it, but it didn't take me out of the moment. I, I liked it, but I, I see what you're saying. I don't, I can't object to it. It just didn't, it didn't bother me, but I, I do see what you mean. Um, the last thing I think we should comment on, because it's definitely a spoiler. I didn't feel like we could, I, I even felt nervous bringing her name up in the non-spoiler it's Felicia Rashad and choosing to have her character die. Yes, it feels. I mean, it, it was an emotional moment actually. And it, it was down to I the performance. Really it. good. It did also feel a bit like we have to kill the mother figure off in order to give the hero a platform from which to ascend from. It's a. It is a typical well trope for me. But Rocky uh, is a melodrama, though, in you, many ways. You said it as well, like I was gonna say. But it's it's also within this own six now six film franchise or oh, sorry um eight film nine. franchise or whatever it is nine yeah nine it isn't something which is unheard of and well i mean what mickey dies in three because mickey Cl- dies Clover Lang pushes him and then apollo dies in apollo, four and like, adrian just well she just dies off yeah. screen um yeah and uh. if, if if you watch it thematically and narratively of course it hits harder but also just for the character it, it works yes it like i say it is a bit of a of a convention but it, when it's done right though damn does it does it hit and it hits hard here but it, it plays into as well not to, again not to deviate but it plays into or you know rocky's not in this film rocky balboa yeah. and with with felicia Rossard's character there comes a time where the character story is done and you know they yeah. you have to move on from the previous films in order to kind of you know to forge your own path and identity as well and it felt like the right time because she didn't overstay her welcome or usefulness. Not, not at all. But there comes a point where you got to 
you need to have a, a natural conclusion for these characters. Do you have yeah. we got one for Rocky? Possibly. But I will say, I do think it's really odd that Rocky himself was not there for the fight. You know, just, just imagine to not even see him there or even have a message from him saying, good well, luck, kid. That felt they, very odd. I'm glad they didn't kill him off camera. They almost killed him <laughs> off in, in Creed, right? Like, cause he's the whole cancer storyline in Creed. Um, uh, yes. And, and the fact that he's not here, you almost kind of wish they had done the Felicia Rashad type, Mickey type death sequence since he's not in this. But I, I think not killing him off was good because who knows? Maybe he does show up before. There's reasons Rocky wouldn't be around. He Adonis has moved uh, completely to California, um, which I think he does in Creed too. But like Rocky might have gone back to Philadelphia. Like it would make sense, you know, that He's, they wouldn't necessarily be there. Yeah. So I think it works, and the reference to him is at least there's a a nod of the hat, you know. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't a game break. It wasn't a deal breaker. Yeah. But I did kind of think afterwards. Oh. Kind of, kind of wish Rocky had been there to see this big moment in his young protege's like career, but especially given the weight behind it. But at the end of the day, doesn't it's not a big deal. It didn't bother me. But, um, but Felicia Rosado, yeah, the, 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 she was written out now. Um, and you think it was handled well? Yeah, I do. I, I think the scene is really powerful. The it's powerful as a emotional scene for the audience, but also like what she says to Donnie and like when she you know, is think she's talking to Apollo is devastating, but in, oh, in a very impactful way. Yeah, that is, that was, that was a tough watch, but it, it, you want to tie it into what came before. That's such a perfect way to do it. Such a perfect way to do it. And it's heartbreaking as well. So that was a, a really t- hard moment in the film. My final point, which I wanted to ask you about John was we didn't mention this at all in the non-spoiler because you end up falling down the rabbit hole of spoilers, but obviously we get a lot of flashbacks to, um, Apollo, sorry, Adonis and Dame's y- y- uh, youth and why they are estranged, why they haven't spoken, why Dame holds all this pent-up anger. How did you feel they were, like the flashback scenes and the, the reasoning why he wanted to come out and take this fight? I, I think uh, it, I like the flashback scenes. Um, I think it gives a good sense of backstory. Uh, some of it feels a little... Like not quite clear exactly what happened or whatever, but like we know that Donnie has a a bad temper and he's never been good at controlling it, so it all makes sense. And I think the question of like responsibility, like he feels responsible for Dame and like that he left him alone. And I I don't know. I think it all works. Um, I also we didn't really mention the young performers that they got to be young uh, Donnie and young Dame, but I thought they were good too. Yeah, you know, I thought they were very good. It's not, it's hard to step into the shoes of two excellent actors, but I think they did a great job of being their own characters whilst yeah. believably also growing into the characters that we see as Donnie and uh, Dame. You know, I didn't have any issues with it. I, I, I quite liked that we got this, this backstory, again, just to change what could have just been Adonis is retired. He gets yep. called out of retirement. He trains. He has a big montage. We do get a montage. Of course, we get a montage, and it's great. Um, yes, it and then is they have a big fight. We get all those moments, but they do try to sprinkle in reasoning for why we get these big moments. It isn't just you know, big man wants to fight ex champion. There's 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 reason. And you know, no, I dug it, my friend. And that was you know, like I mentioned on the non spoiler dude, there wasn't really anything which really did grind the gears for me. A few quibbles here, like the vi- some of the visuals aren't great some of the slow-mo a bit overkill and the reason of how the fight came about it is a stretch for me 
but then we li- we're watching a film where two guys are literally uh, delivering knockout blows and just you know brushing it off. So yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's a melodrama. We expect some of the stuff to feel over the top or big because that's what melodramas are. So that's what it is. So anything else you want to add, JB? I think I'm good, man. I think that we've covered all of the spoiler stuff um, in good ways. And I think we've had a lot to say about this really, really good movie that if you haven't seen, we've spoiled for you, but you should still go watch it. (laughs) Um, That's it for our spoiler episode. Uh, If you like what we're doing here at the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, we ask that you take a minute, give us that five-star rating on whatever podcast catcher you use. But also, we ask that you follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Bloody Awesome Movie Pod. Matt, where can they find us on Twitter? at BAMP underscore podcast, B-A-M-P underscore podcast. You can search us up on Facebook and, of course, follow us individually. I'm at BurkeReviews.com and at BurkeReviews on all those social media platforms. Matt, where can they find you? You can find me whatiwatchtonight.co.uk and just search for What I Watch Tonight across all the socials, including Letterboxd. We'll be back next week with our spoiler-free review of Scream 6, followed with, uh, I'm sure, a (laughs) spoiler-heavy mini-sode to follow that Monday because it's the type of franchise where you got to spoil it. Um, But with that, we encourage you to keep watching movies. And stay bloody awesome. Blood, 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 bloody. Blood, 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 bloody. Blood, 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 bloody.